Don't worry, man. I got this. Women love me. Hey there. Hi. Uh, I'm Star-Lord. Drax is actually with me, the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You may have heard of us. You? No. Oh, well, let me tell you. Now you have. Lucky me. Hello and welcome to Hello Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and I am joined by... Introduce yourself, good sir. Hey, what's up? My name is John McLaren. I uh, I play Star-Lord in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And you are the first Star-Lord we've had on this show. We've had um, we've had a couple Draxes, Gamoras, and Rocket Raccoons, okay. but you're the first Star-Lord, so... Beautiful. Yeah. And um, obviously we had to get you on here because if you've played the game, you know that while it's called Guardians of the Galaxy, this is Peter's story at the end of the day. Like he is, he's the main focus. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we do, you, the main, you, you only play as Peter Quill in the game, but what I find uh, interesting that, that while it follows Peter's story, um, the narrative team did such a fantastic job of, of diving into all of the characters' backstories, which, which is one of my favorite parts of, of the story and the game itself. And uh, I should preface this before we get into any any further details. Spoilers from this point onward. So if you have not played the game, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like it's been it's been a couple months. You know, be warned. Yeah. <laughs> so spoilers from from here on out. Um, but but before we dive into that, like I want to know how did this whole thing get started? Like how did you get the role of Star Lord? What was the audition like, and so forth? Um, I, I had a I had a relatively um, and thank you Idos for this. Um, I had a relatively easy audition process. Um, I think we all auditioned for it, uh, relatively similar to how you would audition for um, any any film or TV role, um, you know, they kind of put out a, a note to, to agents and agencies that they're looking to fill certain roles. And um, I got the call call for this granted. Um, unlike film and TV, um, a lot of times in the, in the gaming world, it's very shrouded in mystery and um, secrecy. And this was no different. So um, nothing Nothing in the in the paperwork or the script that we were given um, exp- explicitly said this was Guardians of the Galaxy. All the characters' names were were code named. Um, but I auditioned for it like anything else. Uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't in the audition city where the auditions were taking place, so I had to put myself on tape uh, myself uh, and kind of and submit it. And uh, just by proxy of what was written in the script i i kind of got an idea that this might be guardians um just based on my knowledge of of guardians and marvel um and i kind of went with it and uh, i leaned heavy on the fact that it could potentially be guardians and uh luckily um the rest is history as they say (laughs) and was this your first time doing motion capture um motion capture yes voice no um, this was my first full performance uh, motion capture uh, project that I, I got to work on, and I had such a 
such a blast working on it. It was, uh, it, it really was a, a dream come true. It was, it was amazing. And um, out of all the scenes that you guys did, which one was your personal favorite? Uh, this is, <laughs> this is a hard one for me because um, I, I was in such a fortunate position to play, to play the lead and to play Peter Quill, Star-Lord and, because of that, I got to work with so many um, incredible uh, actors, uh, not just the Guardians themselves. I mean, shout out to, to everyone, Kim, Alex, Jason, Rob, um, who, who play the Guardians respectively, um, but everyone. Um, Idos did such a good job of casting such fantastic uh, people to play these characters. And it, it's re- it, it really is. It's, it, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to cop out on on a favorite scene but i i had i had the fortunate i was in the fortunate position to to be in all of the major scenes uh with the guardians and outside of that um some some that always stick out are um there's a there's a really fantastic scene between jason and i um in nowhere which is really interesting because you can miss the scene altogether depending on how you play the game but um there's a scene a heartfelt scene with drax uh Jason uh, Cavalier, who plays Drax at uh, the Rift in Nowhere, and we dive into um, basically discussing the loss uh, of his wife and daughter, um, and we touch upon, you know, what happens after death. And it's a it's a really touching scene, and it I think it really struck a chord with the community and the players. Um, um, because it's such a powerful scene and also because you can completely miss it. It's not pain, It's not part of the main uh, golden path storyline, if you will. Um, there's some others with Corell and, and Nikki. Um, scene with my mother uh, is really impactful as well. It's just, there's so many incredible scenes. It, it really is hard to pick just one. Um, if I had to pick my personal favorite scene, it's yeah. the... Drax's promise where they have to yes break yes that broke me that I was in tears after that I think it broke a lot of people yeah yeah I mean and it's and even before that when they finally catch up to him and they say like hey Drax you know can you get back here he just looks at them and gives them this like really sad look on his face and he says what you're asking me to do is impossible yeah. Something like that. And yeah, that was, yeah, Jason, I gotta, I gotta give uh, kudos to Jason. Cause he really brought, um, he brought so much to the role of Drax and he absolutely killed it. Um, and, and as I said, it was such an honor working with, with, with Jason, Kim, Alex, Rob, the entire cast was just, uh, it's hard to put into words how, how special everyone was in this game and how, and how just how good and how professional and how, just how incredible everybody was. Like you, you watch this and you keep forgetting, oh yeah, they're on a sound stage and they're all dressed up like Christmas trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many, so many motion capture balls. <laughs> and was that difficult for you? Like doing these emotional scenes dressed up like that? Um, I think it, it, it took a, it's a bit of an adjustment curve. Um, at first, um, you know, having not done a lot of motion capture in the past, but you really, I mean, when you're 
surrounded by your fellow castmates and they're all looking just as goofy <laughs> it uh you get used to it real quick and um you know with a project such as this um there was a lot of passion and a lot of love and care that went into these roles um and you know you, you treat it with the utmost respect uh special you know especially something such as a marvel property uh, and, and guardians and, you know, it, that the suits fade away really quickly and, and you just, you kind of focus on, uh, on the role and, and making sure you're doing it justice. So that, 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 I guess, awkwardness or self-consciousness kind of fades real quick because we're all there to, uh, we're all just there to, to do these characters and the story justice. And what was your reaction to seeing the footage for the first time? Uh, to use your words, it broke me. <laughs> it, uh, I can remember um, one of the very first scenes I think that I saw uh, up and running and, and at, a, at a level that was a, you know, kind of approaching uh, what you see in the game was a scene with um, Lady Hellbender, uh, where, you know, Star-Lord's kind of doing his old, his, his, his old overconfident routine being, you know, you know, I'm the leader of the guardians of the galaxy. You may have heard of me. And she's like, no. Nah. <laughs> and he whips out, he whips out his, uh, his business card and he's like, Oh, well now you do. And I remember seeing that for the first time. And um, I, I could see the expression on star Lord's face. And I was like, Oh my God, that's me. Oh my God. And I just like, I, I was just so overwhelmed. I think, I think I shed a couple of tears. I was so excited and just, it, it blew me away. And I, I got a, I got a shout out to everyone at Eidos, the animation team. It, it's such an incredible job. Like it, it technology today, especially in the gaming world, just absolutely blows my mind. It's, it's come so far from the days of, you know, Mario on, on, on the nest. You know, it's, it, it, it's mind blowing what they can do it, it feels weird going back and playing old games and realizing that there was a point in time where we looked at stuff like metal gear solid back in 1998 and being like yeah oh, this is as good as video games are gonna get yeah <laughs> and it's not nothing will look as good as this and oh boy how wrong we were <laughs> right you just you're looking at solid snake and you're like oh my god this is mind-blowing and then you fast forward to today and it's just we're in another world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's incredible. Um, especially the facial expressions. I really love the facial expressions in this game because they, man, the animation is just really mind boggling. And I spent, I think maybe an entire, like maybe two or three hours just looking up screen caps that people took of, of the game on online because I was just so mesmerized of how pretty this game, this game looks. Oh yeah. I, I mean, uh, you should speak to uh, uh, Simon. Uh, good friend of mine now works at Idos. He was one of the lead, one of the lead animators on, on the, on the team and the work that they, they all did. And it, it's not just one person. It's an, it's an entire army of, uh, of animators um, that worked on the facial and it's just, it, you're right. It's just, it's absolutely like mind blowing. You could just sit there and stare at screen caps or watch scenes over and over again because they're so beautiful. And they just, they did such a wonderful job. I've, uh, 
it, it almost renders me speechless. Like I'm having a hard time coming up with the words other than just to, you know, send all the praise to the entire team at Eidos because they just did such a, just such a great A job. It, it, it really is mind blowing. And um, going back to the uh, uh, calling card detail, I like that because it sets your star Lord apart from the previous star Lords because they didn't do that. That was a nice little touch that he owned this version of the character did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. We were, we were very fortunate in like, um, you know, that was, that was a scripted moment, but like within those scripted moments um, and outside them, they gave us a lot of flexibility to really um, make these characters our own. And, and we were encouraged uh, from day one uh, by Marvel, by, by, uh, by Eidos. Um to really take risks and to stray away from what we've seen in the comics, to stray away from what we've seen in the MCU um, because they did not want them. They did not want these characters or the stories uh, to feel the same. Um, they really wanted us to, to make it our own and, and to try things. And sometimes, you know, we try things in the room that would work and sometimes we try things that didn't. And, and that's just kind of a part of the process of, of, of acting in general, but, um, it was really nice. And it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, I said it before, it's a dream come true to walk into a space where you feel safe and, uh, you're encouraged to, to make it your own and to not do, you know, what has been done in the past, which is, it's just, it's so freeing and it, and, and it's, it's an amazing, uh, as an actor, it's, it's an amazing experience to have. And uh, again, I, I can't I can't sing Ido's praises enough for for allowing us to to make them our own and 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 to not be the same as what's been done before. I especially like some of the Easter eggs, especially the um, Avengers Easter egg, where you, know, yeah. you hear them in the background, and uh, Peter's like Avengers. That's a dumb name for a super. <laughs> 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 They did such a good job at like they they really nailed and 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 this is a testament to uh to Mary Demarle she was the the narrative director of the game. Uh what what she and her team did was was unbelievable. I mean there's uh, I I can say it now um that the game's been out like they've been winning awards left right and center for for the story and the narrative and it, that team is the reason why they they nailed the comedy uh, not only did they nail the comedy, they nailed the heartfelt moments. They nailed the backstory of these of these characters, and and they nailed bringing you know starting these characters off as a ragtag group of of people who have just kind of come together, and then you know at the end they kind of come to the point where all of them in their own way have redefined what it means to to be family and to come together as a team and you know, there, there's a reason why they're winning all sorts of narrative awards. And it's, it's because they're the, the work they did is just unbelievable. Grade a, you know, triple a tier writing. It's, it's, it's unreal. It, it it's, it's the greatest uh, story I've, I've had the opportunity to work on this far in my career and, and I'm forever grateful for it. I was surprised at how much heart this game had because I was expecting like a, you know, just an action comedy superhero game. But mm -hmm. man, this game had a lot of heart. And I really like without that, I, I honestly think without those elements, I honestly wouldn't have 
uh, it would have been okay. It would have been like a good game, but the fact that they added in those like little moments, you know, with Drax and talking about, you know, what happens after death and, you know, all the emotional scenes with, you know, breaking the promises and, you know, Gamora's, mm-hmm. you know, relationship with Nebula. I, I really like that stuff because it fleshes out these characters and, and, and it's just so, so well done. Like, especially. Yeah, it's just, sorry. Know, no, no. Especially the scene where uh, Gamora breaks down and we find out that she, you know, murdered uh, Nebula and it's like, woof. <laughs> such a such a powerful scene and 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 kim su murray who plays gamora absolutely knocked it out of the park everybody did it but you know with that scene specifically like that that's what i'm talking about like they 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 have such powerful emotional moments but then even within those scenes you know she she admits to you know being the one who 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 murdered her own sister and then one of the next line I, i can't remember word for word but you know rocket turns around and he just kind of is like well i didn't like her anyways or something something along those lines it's completely inappropriate you know the the girls just admitted to murdering her own sister but then they they come right back with with you know comedy which is which is on the complete other end of the spectrum it's it's they did such a good job and it was such a fun script to work with and and then to be given you know the opportunity within those scenes and within the script to, to make it your own and, and to really play with it. It, they really nailed it out of the park. And, and, you know, you see that throughout the game, not just in that scene, but a lot of the scenes, the, you know, the game really, it's really tied to themes of, of loss and, and grief and grief, sorry, and, and rebirth and family. And, and they did, they just did such an incredible job of tying all those, those themes that we can all relate to in real life. Um, You know, they did such a good job of tying those all together. And I think, I think that's why the story uh, resonates, you know, with everyone. Cause you're right. If it was just, you know, the guardians walking around and giving each other a hard time, which we do a lot of in that game (laughs) virtually nonstop, but you need those moments that are on the other end of the emotional spectrum, um, you know, to really, uh, to really knock the story out of the park and the characters out of the park. And one of my favorite um, comedy bits is the bar scene where a random alien shows up and <laughs> he's like, "Do you remember me, Star Lord?" And Star Lord's like, yeah. "No." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, that was the the lipless scene. I think you're talking about, right? Yeah, lipless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so good. And, and shout out to Alex. Uh, he plays lipless. He also plays Cosmo uh, in the game. I'm, if you didn't know, it's the same actor who plays both characters. Um, little funny story about that scene, that, that lipless bar scene uh, was the first scene we ever shot uh, of the game. And it was actually written um, prior to us really i think being solidly green lit um as actors it was kind of a proof of concept if you will for marvel um for idos to kind of show them uh a who they wanted to use as as the guardians as actors and and b kind of the uh the tone uh that they wanted to set for the game um and so we had we had shot that 
uh, as the very first scene sent it off. Uh, I guess Marvel loved it because it actually ended up in the game, which is really neat. And yeah, I mean, it does feel like a proof of concept scene because it has nothing to do with the overall narrative. It's just there. It just happens. And then everyone just kind of forgets about it. I love it though. Cause it's like, that's one of the things I love about these games. Like there's these little moments, you know, all throughout the game that you can completely miss. Like you, you can miss that altogether if you choose not to go into the bar or if you just don't see the bar and you walk right past it. And there's so many moments like that, that are in the game, including that, that, that scene in nowhere with Drax, like you could also completely miss that. And it's, it's one of the most powerful scenes in the game. And that's one of the things I love about the game the most is that you really do need to play it two, maybe three times, four or five, however many times you want to play it to really see all the different, you know, paths that you can, you can take in that game just by proxy of, of the branching dialogue and the choices that you make throughout the game. You really do, you really do need to replay it a few times to make sure you experience the game in its entirety. I think my favorite joke in the entire game is when you go to nowhere and you're given the option of you can buy this expensive thing that quote unquote will fix your ship problem. <laughs> and if you do that and then you go to talk to to Rocket later about it, he's like, this thing, this thing's a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many great mo- moments like that. Like that's one of them. Um, and that's what I mean. Like, it's funny because, and that, that scene in and of itself is, is completely dependent on whether you, you choose to hide the tech in the ship or whether you choose to hide Cami the llama. Like there's so many great moments like that, that you can just completely miss depending on what choice you make. It, it's, it, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you let, if you um, stop Gamora, Riker doesn't lose his arm. But if you don't yeah. stop her, he loses his arm. Yeah, I, I like I like the choice if you make like if you do, if you don't stop her and you let her go because then she comes back later in the game and she just plops the big arm on the table. <laughs> no, that was a great scene because it showed like from a narrator standpoint that yeah, this guy is powerful, but he can be hurt. He can be physically yeah. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's that, so good. And you know, speak. And this is like the biggest spoiler character, but um, Adam Warlock, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was amazing. Like, um, I love his dialogue because it's just so well written, and he's a Shakespearean character through and through. Oh yeah. And I love the fact that it's like, wait a minute. If if Adam Warlock is is around, then obviously the magus can't be far behind and then oh spoiler alert it's the magus of course yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i hope i hope whoever's listening to this podcast heard the disclaimer at the beginning beginning of it <laughs> no but i was I, nice. wanna, like, I was like hey you know i'm not going to get into heavy spoilers until later on and i did so there you go yep yeah no i love it i love it no and and you know Shout out to uh, to Brent who played uh, who played Warlock because like you're right like the narrative de- team did such a good job of writing these characters Warlock being one of them and you know reading reading those lines on a page as an actor I was like oh my god how is he going to spit this all out like <laughs> he's just oh my goodness the amount of like 
uh, the amount of lines that he has to just rhyme off back to back to back. Rocket is another character, you know, and shout out to Alex Wiener who plays Rocket. I mean, the amount of made up swear words that Alex had to go through in that script is is astronomical. It's phenomenal. No, I love the made up swear words because it's just, okay, this game is rated teen and we can't like use any you know hard swearing so let's just make up swearing and it just i love it it was weird i love it like but then it became like i love it because it gave the game its own identity and you know made it different from the mcu and the comics and what have you yeah yeah and i think you can get away with stuff like that in games because they are a little you know they're not they're not as rooted in you know reality um Whereas with the MCU, you know, it's, it's kind of rooted in that reality. So you, it's harder to get away with stuff like that, but it, it really works here. And I've, I've adopted, like, you can beep this out if you want. It's not, I mean, Flarkin, I, like I say that now in real life all the time. Like it, it's, it, I love it. I love, I love the characters they created. I love, I love all the, you know, the life they brought to it through the dialogue. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And um, which which is some of your because uh, another thing that I really liked about the game is some of the boss fights and which one was your mm-hmm. favorite? Oh, which one was my favorite? That's tough. I mean, I like them all for different reasons. I mean, there's I really like I know it's one of the first ones and, and you know, maybe. I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but what I loved about it is, you know, I, I'm also a big gamer and I've been gaming my entire life. Um, and one of my favorite um, franchises is uh, Legend of Zelda. And the boss fight with Lady Hellbender with the Dweller um, really gave me some like Zelda vibes. So like that struck a chord with me. I was like, this feels like a, like a Zelda boss fight. I love it. Um, it's good. They're all, they're all so good. Um I mean, Fin Fang Foom is a lot of fun. Raker was great. Raker's, Raker annoyed me, though. Man, he killed me a couple of times playing the game. <laughs> I was getting real frustrated. But it's good. They do a real, like, you know, they do a real good job of, of as in any, you know, game with, you know, set-piece bosses. They do a really good job of, you know, you start off kind of a little bit on the simpler side, and then it does a good job of ramping up the difficulty by the end of the game, which is which is the most important I don't know if I have a necessarily a favorite though. What what, what about you? Um, I don't know if you pl- if you grew up playing the X Men arcade game. Oh yeah. One of the bosses in that game is Wendigo, and if you've played that game, yep. He, he all he says is Wendigo, and yeah. when they introduce the Wendigos in this game, he says Wendigo, and I'm like, yeah. Did they do a callback to X Men? Did they do oh, a yeah. callback? That is such a cool callback. I'm like, yes. Yeah, They're so is. good. Are you talking about the X Men, like the, um, like the brawler, like the yeah. side scrolling? Yeah, the the beat 'em up game. Yeah, so good. Oh, it's so good. I, I, I love those games. Game came out on Xbox um, Live. I remember playing that religiously and just like, it, oh god, it was so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so. You must be excited that they brought back uh, X Men '97 animated series. We'll see how that goes. Um, it's been a while, you know. It's been a long time, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what I, I mean. I'd, 
I don't know what your age is and I'm maybe I'm aging myself, but that's, that's what I grew up on. I grew up on those nineties, late eighties, early nineties cartoons um, and X-Men animated series was, that was my jam growing up. I loved it so much. No, I, I that was my introduction to X-Men. And I, I said nice. this to someone on Twitter, like, you know, you might have your problems with the X-Men animated series from like a narrative standpoint, but you got to understand this was the gateway point to a lot of a lot of us for X-Men because this 100%. was like, this was our first introduction to these characters. And like, yeah, it's not a you know, there are some problems with it. <laughs> you know, there are some restrictions that they had to work with. Yeah. And it's weird watching it now as an adult. But let me tell you, man, when that theme song, when that theme song hit, you're like, oh, oh man. Oh. it's so good i just i just want a good x-men game i i want i want a good x-men game i mean i mean insomniac's at the helm of wolverine so they have a fantastic track record oh yeah no i forgot about wolverine but like i i want like a full-on x-men like a full uh full-on yeah yeah, because we yeah. haven't had that since like X Men Legends, and that was like God knows yeah. how many years that <laughs> ago that was. Yeah. No, um, but but I mean, speak, you know, you mentioned that you're a gamer, but uh, I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. like, what what other games have you been playing in the past couple of years? Uh, tons. I mean, I recently started uh, in my spare time uh, streaming actually on Twitch, uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, but I've been, I mean, I grew up, I grew up playing Nintendo. Uh, my first console, uh, was the NES. I, I have very fond memories of, uh, I mean, at that age I was, I was watching a little bit more than I was playing. I, I have fond memories watching, you know, standing over my father's shoulders. He was playing the original Mario. And then, you know, as I got a little bit older and I could figure it out, I started playing. I've, I've had them all like Super NES, N64, uh, all the way, like right now, I've got a, I've got a Nintendo Switch. I've got the Xbox Series X. Uh, still crossing my fingers for a PS5, but they're incredibly hard to find. Um, both consoles, I just lucked out with the Xbox. But um, you know, I've been playing on stream. Uh, God of War recently. Uh, I do a retro stream. Uh, I'm actually playing uh, Super Mario 64 at the moment. Um, but I play it all. Like what, like I said, my, one of my favorite franchises of all time is Legend of Zelda. Uh, Halo is another big one for me. Gears of War, um, God of War, Spider-Man, uh, Last of Us is incredible. Usually, usually anything with a very strong, uh, you know, narrative storyline, I'm, I'm down to play. And how do you feel Guardians of Story racks up when it comes to the uh, when it comes to those other games oh it's it's right it's right there with them 100 percent. the story is incredible I, I mean i i really mean it like th- this the story that the narrative team created was it you know both as a gamer and and as a as an actor it's it's a dream come true i mean you don't get to play play around that often with with a, stro- a story that this that is this strong uh sorry and, and again and I got to shout out the narrative team because it's triple A. It's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, they won best narrative at the game awards. And I think that's very highly deserved. 
Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you don't, like I said, there's a reason why they're cleaning up in the narrative uh, category. And it's, it's because the team did such a, a wonderful job with the script. And how did you personally find the combat in Guardians? Because it was kind of a weird learning curve for me, honestly. Yeah, you know what? I think it's. I think it's. It's. I, I like it. Like it. There's a lot of games like that where it's. You know, it. It has a bit of a, a steep learning curve, and it's like they really do end up by the end using pretty much every single button on the controller, which which can be a lot. But I mean, once you get it you're just you're just rocking and rolling and you're just ripping through enemies and it's a lot of fun a lot a lot of fun i just really hate those snipers those snipers are just a pain in the ass Uh, you got yeah (laughs) you got to use the ability where you can pull them close that was always my tactic you get i can't remember shoot what's the name of the ability uh, it's one of the blaster abilities or one of peter's abilities and then you can like you can pull people close from afar and if there was ever snipers, you, I would always target them, bring them in, just completely dust them, and then move on to the more close-to-close uh, or hand-to-hand enemies. Yeah, um, but there was a point before that where before you get the wind ability, you had to deal with snipers, and I just I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, before you have yeah before you have the wind ability, you're kind of <laughs> – it's, it's a mad scramble. But, I mean, that's also kind of like – you know, that's, that's kind of the way the guardians are, you know what I mean? Like they're always kind of like just getting by, by the, you know, the seam of their pants, so to speak. So it, it, it really works in my opinion. Well, yeah. And, um, you know, the dweller boss fight, you have to like, you, you cannot mess up in that boss fight because you have no. to make sure every guardian, you have to use every guardian yeah. to their fullest extension. Cause yeah. That's a multi-level boss where it's like, okay, oh yeah, this this part's done. Now you got to do this. Now you got to do that, f- and freeze that. Hold this. <laughs> chop this. <laughs> it's like, did someone with ADHD design this boss? Fight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Groot, Drax, Gamora, Rocket, go. Um, what were some of your favorite ad libs that you that you guys did? Uh, oh man, there's so many. I mean, one that I, I was, I, I, I was really happy and, and it was kind of neat to see it make it into the game. Um, was, uh, it was actually in the, in the reveal trailer for the game. Um, and, and this is, again, this is a testament to, you know, to the team at Eidos and, uh, Daryl Purdy, actually our cinematic director, um, a testament to, to him allowing us to play. There was a scene in the uh, reveal trailer, I think it was. Um, and it's right at the very end. And it's just a quick, you know, comedic beat um, where there's a, uh, there's a tentacle coming out of a, a door and, and Peter kisses it. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'll call you. I'll call you. Don't worry. And then he runs off. And that was 100% ad lib on the day. I was, I, I remember just, you know, I was like, I'm going to throw something in here that I think would really work. Um, and I threw it in there and I, I could remember we cut and then everyone in the room just burst out laughing because they weren't expecting it. And then when the reveal trailer dropped, <laughs> I, I just I couldn't believe that they actually threw it into the game in the end. But uh, again, uh, it's a testament to to not only Daryl, our cinematic director, but the entire team at Eidos just, you know, not only 
encouraging, but embracing us to try, you know, weird and funny and, and sometimes absurd things on set. And, you know, that was one of the moments that landed. Um, I think one of my favorite little details is when you're going around exploring and you have the other guardians with you, they'll be like, Peter, where are you going? And he's like, I'm just, <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> yeah. They're there. They're, again, it, it's all that's all in the narrative. And they did such a good job of like just creating the world in uh, the relationship between the Guardians through uh, we call those moments like the banter moments just while you're walking around the world. And they, they really they never stop talking and they never stop giving each other a hard time. I, I, I'd be hard pressed to find another game where the characters talk so much. Um, but it really lends itself to, you know, how the guardians interact with each other. And, and it, it really lends to the world and, and bringing you as a player into, you know, who these characters are and, and how they grow to become so close. And, you know, some of the best moments in the game are, are literally even during the, you know, where you have choices of, of dialogue and you have to choose a, B or C, uh, some of the best options are actually option D where you don't choose anything and you just let them keep talking. There's some really funny moments that I'm sure, you know, 80% of the players have missed because you're always choosing something, but sometimes if you just choose nothing, there's some really great moments in there as well. I did not even know that. that, that, that. Yeah. You should, if you if you fire it back up, if there's an option, try choosing nothing because it's not like the scene stops. It has to go somewhere, right? So there's other, you know, there's more, there's even more dialogue in, in choosing nothing sometimes. I had no idea. Like, cause I had assumed it was just, you only had like a limited time to choose a, choose a thing and then that's it. I had yep. no idea that they, you guys actually did dialogue for Star yep. Wars saying nothing. Yeah. There's like, or, or just the act of not responding as Star Lord makes the other character say something and then star lord will say something back and it, it depends it, it's situational depending on what scene you're in but there there is always a path to choose nothing and there's always a response to that nothingness <laughs> whether it be longer or shorter and what what's your favorite skin in the game for star lord all the characters uh the sun lord jacket i love the sun lord jacket if i could find there's anybody out there who wants to st- take a stab at making that leather jacket. I am, I'm in. <laughs> I love that because I think, I don't remember which character it was, but like he runs into someone and he's like, sun Lord, right? And it's like, no star Lord and <sighs> star Lord, man. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's a really cool callback to that skin name because I think it's called sun Lord or something like that. Oh yeah. I think, I think Mantis says sun Lord. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of wrong wrong names for Star Lord in that game. We were trying to keep track of them on set at one point. We just couldn't. What was the code name for the game? Because I'm just kind of wondering now. Because it's all done under code names. What was Star Lord's code name? Um, for the game, i I don't think i I don't think I should probably say anything about that. I might get. Uh... <laughs> I might get my uh, my hand slapped for that one. Um, I think it's been said before. You know, I, I talked about the original audition experience and how the names were codenamed. I believe Star-Lord was, was Commander Jones uh, or something 
along those lines. Um, but as as far as the actual code name for the game itself, I'd rather not. Uh, I'd rather not speak on that. Uh, I was kind of worried. It's like uh, it's, it wasn't Mario because <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> <It was Mario. laughs> right? Oh man. You could have come full circle Gamora would on be, that one. Gamora could be Peach. <laughs> Groot would probably be uh, oh, Groopy. Maybe Toad. I don't know. <laughs> now, Rocket would be Toad because he's short. Actually, Rocket would be Toad. Yeah, that's fair. Who could? Groot would be the great Deku tree. <laughs> Forever wise, right? And uh, I think my favorite conversations are the ones with Groot because Star Lord is, you can see him trying so hard to have a conversation and Groot just yeah. looks at him. Like... It's so good. But that's, that's what I mean though. Like, I, it, it's funny because just by proxy of not understanding anything that Groot says is, is funny in and of itself. However, they were very clever in, you know, again, as I said before, I was fortunate. You get to have these really emotional scenes with, um, you know, with Drax and Gamora, Rocket, and, and Groot's no different. There's even moments with, with Groot where you have conversations with Groot, um, you know, where he opens up, even if, even if Peter Quill doesn't understand him necessarily, um, or there are times, and, and again, shout out to Alex, because, you know, rocket always has to to tact as the translator you know so sometimes it's rocket explaining what Groot is saying but you know every character gets their moment and it's 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 really well done it's really well written it's 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 smartly done and how long did it take you to beat the game um i have i mean it's tough because i i stream the game on on twitch as i i said um and just by proxy of streaming on Twitch and, you know, speaking with, um, you know, the community that tunes in to watch, it takes you a little bit longer. I think it, I think it was around maybe 16, 16 to 18 hours or something like that. Um, but I'm on my second playthrough now. I haven't quite completed the game, but I wanted to, I, I wanted to go back a for, you know, making different choices, but also when you stream, uh, you, you put it into streamer mode. Um, but by proxy of doing that, you lose a lot of the great licensed music in the game. Um, so you miss a certain aspect of the game. So I wanted to play it, you know, offline, um, in it's, you know, to enjoy the experience in it, in its entirety. And I just want to say, I will never listen to don't worry, be happy ever again <laughs> without thinking about this game. <laughs> sorry <laughs> you guys ruined that song for me now <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i think uh i think we ruined it for a lot of people because <laughs> when that scene happened I'm oh, like, they're not they're really not oh they are <laughs> uh, yeah we are <laughs> that and the uh the katathian war song another great one Props to you guys for doing that without laughing your butts off. Oh, what you saw in the game was not us laughing, but if you could see us behind the scenes, <laughs> there was uh, there was some tears shed laughing so hard. What was your favorite blooper? Like, what was the one line you just where it was just too funny and you just like couldn't stop laughing at it? Oh man. Um... 
I, I don't know if it was necessarily any given line, but there's just like some really great reactionary moments between whether it would be me reacting to something. Uh, like, I don't know if you saw the blooper reel or not that was released. Uh, you know, there's just, it, it's more in the reactions from the actors across from you. That's what really kills me. Um, I'm just trying to think of a favorite blooper. I mean, we've told this before and, and I apologize to Kim, but there's a really great moment where um, Gamora goes to run off uh, after a little, a little girl. And when we were shooting that, you know, she kind of started in a low position, uh, you know, tight to the ground as a, you know, as a runner would, I guess. And uh, they called action and she, she didn't take more than one step and she popped up and then immediately face planted. <laughs> into the ground and um being the actors that we are you know if if something happens in a scene you're not supposed to break you're supposed to stay with the scene and and never break character and she face planted hard and the other four guardians we just stood there and did nothing (laughs) nobody nobody helped her nobody we just looked at her and then they cut and then we all burst out crying laughing (laughs) i'll save you whoops (laughs) Nope. <laughs> oh man, not a blooper, but you know, I had a lot of fun shooting. Uh, you know, there's a scene um, where Cosmo, you know, kind of takes us over and in prison imprisons us in a, a psychic prison. And uh, there's this there's a scene with Rocket where we slowly descend from normal language into barking at each other like dogs and that was not so much a blooper but we had a really hard time getting through that because it was just it it was so funny and so absurd i'll I'll never forget that one i was just about to ask did you guys actually do the barks or like how did yeah that was that was alex and i yeah that was alex and i alex it was so it was perfect too because it was just like you know alex being rocket he's a little bit smaller and you know he he put he put on like almost like a chihuahua like bark and then you have star lord who's you know forever fighting to be the alpha dog of the group <laughs> even though he isn't really not at times but you know so i put on a more like a you know a deeper like you know something a little bit lower and you know more alpha dog and it was oh man it was it was a lot of fun and um you know again i i feel like I could just go on and on, but honestly, guys, if you have not played this game, what are you, one, what are you doing listening to this podcast? And two, what are you <laughs> waiting for? You know, because <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> it it really is. It's that it, don't, don't listen to me because I'm clearly, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a little biased, but you know, I, I had it as a, from a gaming perspective, I had a lot of fun with it and, um, you know, the gameplay is really good and, and the story is fantastic. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so uh, before we wrap up, um, is there any place people can, where can people find you online? Can you give us an update on what you're currently working on? Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I mean, I've, I've got a couple of things um, that I'm not, not allowed to, to discuss yet. <laughs> if, if you know what I mean. Um, but, uh, I, would love it. If people want to reach out, please do. There's, there's been 
a lot of really great people reach out on social media. Um, the community is fantastic. And I thank, I thank you guys. I, you guys have been unreal since the game dropped. Uh, people are reaching out all the time with, you know, a lot of kind things to say about the game and performances and uh, a lot of really great artwork. I, I, I'd love to take a moment just to shout out, um, you know, the, the virtual photography community. Uh, there's some really mind-blowing stuff uh coming out uh from the fans and it's it's it leaves me speechless it really does so i would love for you guys to reach out um you can find me on virtually all the social platforms it's just my name john mclaren john j-o-n mclaren like the car um, john mclaren on instagram twitter uh facebook tiktok uh i also stream uh a couple times a week when i have the the time uh on twitch uh, I'm on there at John McLaren IRL, uh, YouTube on John McLaren IRL as well. Um, but please reach out, say hi. I, I love hearing from you guys. All right. Thanks for so much for taking the time up to do this. And if you ever want to come back, you know, well, it's, you know, I'd love to have you back. <laughs> oh, any, any time, man. This was a lot of fun. Thank you All for right. having me. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. You too. Bye.